Well, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. Wingover's not here yet, which is kind of weird, but, uh, it's Battle Bard's person's there, so I guess go over and sit on down and wait for Wingover. Oh, hello! Lord Harrington here again. I'm so delighted you could arrive. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, but Lord Harrington, you don't talk to us. You don't talk to the lowly peasants who wander into here. Well, this is normally true, but they've increased my pay, so I don't mind spinning a tail or two. <laughs> Old Wingover should be here soon, that crazy gnome and his green hair. Well, travelers, uh, how are you doing? Oh, I guess you don't really talk. That explains the whole ethereal look to you, you know, you just kind of like float on in here. But that's fine, I know all sorts of people. My social circle is <laughs> horrendously large. Oh, I'd like you to stick around the end here. We're going to have a promotion done by another one of these bardic groups. Uh, you may have heard of them. These people are called Halfway to Heroes. They're a lovely little group. Uh, they're heroes that are inside a school and really building themselves up to become something so much greater that I would spin a tale for. <laughs> yes, but not today. Stick around. There might be something you'll enjoy. Oh, I almost forgot my whole job thing here. So why don't you pop on down to battlebards.com where you can enjoy a lovely array of sound effects like reanimating the dead or having one of those dastardly lithid scream in your mind. All sorts of lovely things we make at my college. Oh, oh, here he is, the man of the hour. What the frick? Emma, um, you locked me in this stupid shed. I swear, Harrington, I remember you. You were the one who burned down my college. Well, you burned down ours first, to be fair, old chap, but yes, I did. And I did it with a smile. All right, get... Get the hell out of here, Harrington. Oh, sorry about that, travelers. Um, oh, where were we for the last tale? Oh, right. So, uh, Borodon went back and sent his message, but he sent too much. Boom, explosion, werewolves. Oh, my goodness. There's a big old fight between Death Shift. They're all arguing about stuff, and then they find out there's going to be a, an infiltration to Arkham, and Death Shift is being sent along. Also, rest in peace, Goblin Chosen. You never got to enter the story. Sad face. Okay, so this time, let us see what wonderful things await our heroes. This tale, travelers, oh, it's a good one. I present to you The Road to Nesme, Part 3. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of the Antifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger. Chosen. Previously 
on Battle to the Seven Dice. Our healers had just dealt with the issues of Borodon's ripple effect when too much of his mind was sent back through this message. Unfortunately, the other members do not remember anything from the previous timeline, but Borodon himself remembers everything that happened. After dealing with this werewolf creature and getting back to New Dawn, our heroes explain the situation and now are facing the fact that they will have to be the ones who will infiltrate Arkham. You just finished explaining to everyone that you're stressed as all hell. What had happened in the previous timeline and what Bordon had to do. And they just finished saying that their plan was to have you guys go in there. We'll pick it up from there. So Astoria and Doomsayer and Sven, they're all there. There's a number of these other Chosen. A lot you haven't seen. You see Elwyn, the large tiger man. You see Albedo hovering there, looking over this large map with little miniatures set up on it. You see that uh, there's a number of these other just random Chosen. There's like some that look like they're aquatic. There's a group that look like they're all wearing golden armor with the symbol of Helm on their shields. Look like a full group of paladins. There's another where there's a tiefling who looks like she has like a almost like a necrotic face, like it's decomposing. And she has an, a bunch of really weird looking people, like a guy who looks like he's a cook with oversized cook weapons, like a frying pan and stuff. Just strange things. You guys are all there and you just finished explaining this. Astoria speaks up. Well, that that was a lot. But if what you're saying is true, then it, you did do the right thing in trying to make sure that Giles didn't learn what happened. He's usually walking around just in a skin suit. That's why it's so difficult to catch him. We've tried many times and have been fooled by him. Unfortunately, there are some changes. Time magic is not without its consequences, but I do believe you did the right thing in this situation. It was literally the only way. I, I, I couldn't... Like the, the, like, the whole previous situation was... It was chaotic, I imagine. <sighs> yeah. It was like... I don't know. I mean, it was... I actually talked to the group, right, prior for me to do this. and uh, But for whatever reason, I feel that I may have broken something on, like time and space i don't know what it is but um i sort of can i can feel it you know like how time like every time that i deal with time magic i don't know i feel like a ripple that like the reality itself you know it, it feels like it, it gets thin like it gets thinner you know every time that i do that i deal a lot in magic that deals with space. I'm sure you've seen me open up a number of portals to get around places. I have been a wizard for well over 700 years. I'm not exactly well versed with chronomancy, which is why I felt like I can't really help you, but I've, I feel I've shirked some duties not assisting you enough when you've been struggling with this. Yeah, I mean, and I've I've been trying my best not to use my powers unless I actually needed to. That's what they're there for. They're there for if you need them to, then you can rely on them. I will have an appointment set up for you to help you. I'll reach out to some of the mages. I know we talked about before the purple mage, and I'll reach out and see if I can contact him. He's very reclusive, but I think we might be able to work something out. Well, does he have a name? I mean, because you just refer to him as, like, the Purple Mage? I only know of his moniker. He's very private. I see. Well, thank you. So, Doomsayer kind of, like, rubs his hand on his face. So, Deathshift, I believe the plan we have now, since things have changed a little bit, is we're going to have you infiltrate the city of Arkham. Our spies have informed us that their method of entry lies just outside their city. It's some sort of device that they go and they speak to, and it transports them inside. That's the only information we have. 
Uh, Doomsayer, if I may inter if I may interject. Yes. In terms of infiltration, while MZ and uh, Ronnie, they they have some stealth capabilities. How would people like Ordon and myself be able to inter infiltrate it? I'm not I'm not I'm clearly not known to be subtle. Yeah, and I'm pretty clumsy as well. I can cast invisibility on one of you guys. Those things they can't be solved just with magic every time. If we're going to spend like a large amount of time there, the, the like the spell will dispel eventually. It's not even just that. My my armor would make a ton of noise. What we could do is offer you a number of disguises, as well as a few potions of invisibility in case of emergency. Well, that sounds good. That would be preferred. I'll look at their armor, and obviously you guys are basically in like full plate and stuff, right? I am. I think I'm... Uh, scale mail, I wearing... think, for you? Scale mail, yeah. My suggestion would be wearing different armor to start with. But I, I only wear like heavy armor because I can't like dodge attacks very well. I mean, I know where you're getting at. It's just because I usually have to rely on that. If I'm caught like I don't know red-handed in the in the middle of a situation, mm -hmm. uh, okay, I can rely on my magic, but um, I don't know like I feel so like I don't know defenseless without my my armor. What is what is your AC? <laughs> my it's it's eighteen. Okay. Also, I don't want to be gross, but I'm pretty sure none of us have showered or taken a bath since we got here. Well, every time you stay at the headquarters, it's assumed that you guys bathe and take care of yourself. Like you stayed at the headquarters <laughs> the day before. I, I this armor is fused <laughs> to me. I have not taken it off since I got here. So Albedo comes forward and sets a few things down. You see there's two potions of invisibility for each of you. And you see a small bag. And you all hear this voice in your head from Elvito. This bag here is a bag of holding. If you're in a situation where you feel like your armor will be a problem, you can store it in here and take it out whenever you need it. Oh, yes. That's amazing. Now, was the two potions of invisibility for everyone for everyone, or just for Orodon and Kelsar? All of you. You each have two. That includes Ronnie and MC. Okay. Mm. We have stocked enough provisions and water inside the bag of holding to last you at least four weeks, though we don't think you'll need it. Albedo. Yes. Uh, could you perchance procure disguises for us too, just in case we need it? There are a number of disguise kits in that bag. And he looks over to Ronnie. I believe this one is proficient with them. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I made really good disguises last time. Uh, and then I think at some point I said I could make more for you guys, and you guys weren't having any of it. So I don't know if I really feel like making you guys disguises or not. But Disguised as a living target. Yeah, sure. You guys will look like an '80s band. How how do we how do we disguise ourselves? Because all of them are missing their eyes and smiling. The town of Arkham is believed to have a number of citizens and mercenaries employed. There are not just ghouls there. Good, because I prefer to keep my eyes. Wait, so if if they have mercenaries there, so why would I have to take off my my armor? It's if you feel like you need to. If you feel like your armor is particularly giving you away, or maybe you need to sneak into somewhere and your armor is too loud, feel free to take it off and place it in this bag. So we could pose as mercenaries if we had to. Yeah. Yes. But I, I'm just concerned, uh, like, how many, I don't know, dwarves and... Um... There are tieflings all over the world. Racist. And as far as dwarves go, this city is quite far to the north. There is a high dwarven population. So we fit in per perfectly. Not one, not a dwarf with, I don't know, like, golden arms, I guess. I would advise you to wear some sort of gloves and maybe a long sleeve shirt. Or a sweater. That's what I'll do. Who's Lord of Arkham? We believe that the mercenary band has taken over, and their leader is held up in their keep. The wizard seems to be working in conjunction with this mercenary leader. <sighs> 
Not exactly going to be easy, is it? No, not at all. I suggest you stop at Nesme before you head there. They may, the locals may be able to give you a lay of the land, as well as there's a group of knights there that may be able to assist you. What order of knights are they? Alphabetical. Numerical. They are called the Riders of Nesme. Hmm. Suits them. Yes. Yeah. Eh. Okay. Sven looks at the map. We will be preparing many troops to be sitting outside of Arkham, maybe a few hours away. Then you, you'll go to the safe house when you first arrive. Stay the night. There is a few items there for you as well. Oh, I have a question, actually. Yeah. What is the plan B? If you are to fail? Yes. Then we are going to attempt a brute force while trying to take down the spill that holds Arkham mm-hmm. together. So our main objective is obviously to take down the spell, then. Assassinate the wizard? Hmm. Okay. So what we shouldn't do, like, just, just in case, like, just for us to have, like, a general idea of how we should proceed in general. Mm-hmm. What, what are we expecting there, and uh, how strong is this mage? Astoria pulls out some notes. Well, what we learned from Opus was that this mage is fairly powerful, but a lot of their concentration is demanded for this spell to keep around Arkham, so they'll more than likely be busy. Mm. As for the forces there, there are a lot of mercenaries, and there is a heavy concentration of ghouls, but as long as you don't cause any trouble, it should be fine. There are a frequent high amount of anomalies inside Arkham that may cause you to question how people are living there, but pay it no mind. Your goal is the keep. And these people are... How can I say that? I mean, if, if they are in distress, we shouldn't help them, right? We should just let them, let them be. Is that what you're saying? We're not even certain if the people there are even still alive. Oh. They may be just remnants walking about, or they may actually be people. It's very hard to say. Mm. We have limited information on Arkham. Opus was able to give us some information from the short stint he stayed there, but he said as time went on, Arkham became weirder and weirder. Okay, good to know. Sure we can get more information in Nesme. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to know? If I put a bag of holding inside another bag of holding, what happens? It's going to blow up. Seriously? It's going to be really bad. You will all get hurt pretty bad. Yeah, good to know. Do you have another bag of holding? Uh, no. But let's say that if I had another bag of holding, and I don't know, I don't want to to carry two bags of holding at the same time, then I want to put a bag of holding inside another bag of holding. You know, so it's just good to know. Of course. I mean, it's more like a curiosity. Just get a bag of holding for that bag of holding then, lazy ass. Well, you can't put... Think about it this way. The bag of holding itself is a pocket (laughs) dimension. So you'd be trying to force a pocket dimension inside a pocket dimension, which causes the implosion. Possibly losing everything inside. Mm. Yeah, let's... So let's just avoid that, then. (laughs) We all concur. Okay. Finally, we agree on something. Meanwhile, Ronnie's just about to shove it inside. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking, like, what if we had a smaller bag of holding? Because I have, like, a pocket inside my pocket in my jeans. That all works out all right. That was meant for tickets. (laughs) All right. Is there anything else we need to know? I'm pretty intrigued with this bag of holding, but no. Don't fuck with the bag of holding. I won't. No, it should be fine. Do know that Oblivion is active in that region. You'll see them based on a giant cloud of darkness. If you see them, run. I do not believe you're strong enough to take them on. You are very capable, but Oblivion may be too powerful, and it's just best not to take the risk. If we're going to kill this wizard quickly, do you have any scrolls of anti-magic? We do not. Any poisons? What kind of poisons are you interested in? Do you know how to apply poison? Amzy probably does, right? I 
think it's a skill. MZ? If you, if you can't do it, you have a chance of poisoning yourself. I mean, oh. No, MZ's thing isn't poisons. I'm not an assassin, so. I mean, because you're a hunter, and then I thought that yeah. you would, like, perchance would know that. But huh. You probably aren't, like, poisoning your arrows. You're going to shoot into meat you're going to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then the guy eating the meat can be like, wait, why is there an arrow in my family? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and it's like, even with, like, using the poison, like, you could probably just, like, try to dip it in, but if any of it splashes on you, or, like, you flick it up and it flicks on you, like, that's essentially the thing. It's supposed to be, like, the character is very well-versed in how to deal with poison, so that's the idea behind it. <laughs> because we we're pretty versed in how to make a sandwich, but it doesn't fucking stop you from like slapping shit all over your counter and making a huge mess. That's true. Or cutting your finger sometimes. So yeah, I just did that on pizza, and right. I've cut many pizzas. <laughs> I, I feel personally attached right now. <laughs> so the the people look at you and they say, uh, "Doomsayer steps up." So we'll be outside of Arkham in probably about four days' time. After that, we'll be waiting on you, and we'll be able to move in. Take your time, but don't take too long. There's risk that you'll be found. We won't fail. We, we may, but we'll try our best. We have the utmost faith in you. Thank Thanks. you. Uh, this time, actually, Astoria uh, gets the portal ready. We'll just be placing you... About, I'd say it's half a day's ride. There's a safe house there that you'll just be appearing outside of. You'll be able to stay there. Where would we be? Would we be closer to Nesme, or would we be closer to... Um... You'll be closer to Nesme. It'll be better if you go in from that area. If we put you near Arkham, we're not certain what you'd be near. Okay, good. Thank you. So, she holds her hands together, and then slowly opens them, and you see her symbol light up. This portal, normally you guys are used to, like, maybe the swirling thing, uh, uh, like a bluish portal, or you're used to, like, the crack that appears whenever Matthews does it. But this portal, it's almost like brickwork. Like, the air itself starts turning into bricks and moving off to the side, forming this archway. And you see through the archway, with perfect clarity, there's a heavily wooded area, and there's this little cabin. It looks like it's starting to dip into the later part of the evening through there, and you see lights on inside the cabin. There's someone staying there at the safe house. They're one of us. They'll be able to help you with whatever provisions you need, as well as they have a few additional items for you. Uh, what is his name? His name is Randolph. Randolph. Okay. I don't know his last name, and I don't know his birthday, Ronnie. Uh, can you just give me like a better description of what he looks like? Randolph, he... I'm going to be honest with you. He is a squirrel that is about the size of a gnome. What? Dresses in people's clothes, but somehow he was chosen, and uh, with it, he became sentient. That sounds awesome. He's quite the partier, so we had to put him out there. Oh, boy. So rest for the evening. The house is safe. There are a number of wards I have set up myself. No one will be able to break into there. Perfect. Thank you, Sora. Yeah, of course. I want to go talk to the squirrel. The portal's open. We're going to talk to the squirrel. Let's go through. All right. So you each step through, and Ronnie goes to step through first, but Sven grabs onto the back of his shirt and doesn't let him, and everyone else steps through, and then she lets Ronnie go, and the portal just, like, snaps behind him with, like, a crack. <laughs> Stop. Oh, God. Why does he keep doing this? <laughs> wait, wait. Is, is Ronnie, like, fully clothed, clothed like, in his... A crazy-ass garment. Oh, is he? Oh, boy. He hasn't changed it yet, so... I'm not going uh, to. I can, <laughs> I only get paid if I shop this stuff around, guys. I... How would they know? <laughs> the enemy doesn't know about his golden suit yet, so I think you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seriously? Wait, 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 wait. We're in the middle of a bunch of mercenaries, and uh, he will be wearing... I don't know, like, ten years worth of their work in, like, in clothing. That, that's what we're talking about. They'll probably think he's a bigwig, honestly. Yeah, they're probably dumb. I mean, there's a good chance that they're really stupid. You guys really don't think that they will probably try to rob him? They might. 
Like, we're going to go with that. Like, seriously, I'm just trying to level with you people. Like, that's not a good idea. What do you mean by you people? You hear the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are outside this cabin. The door slowly opens to it. And there's this tiny squirrel. Uh, he's, like, maybe three feet tall. He has, uh, like... Aww. He essentially has, like... Three three feet tall? That's a pretty good size. Yeah. Well, he's, like, tiny for people. But big for a squirrel. He's like Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, and he, what he's wearing, it looks like the outfit of the Mad Hatter from that old Alice in Wonderland cartoon. And you see, he looks over at you guys. Awesome. There you are! Come <coughs> in, come in! Mustard! So he uh, he quickly wades you guys in. You guys look inside. There are cakes. There is so many plates of food. There's so many drinks. Dips on the cake. Yeah, you can have it. Oh, squirrel guy, did you make all this? No! I stole it! Come in! Oh, it's even better. Oh. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about stealing, but I do like cake. What if I told you, even if you gave it back, it would be too late? Let's go! That's fair. I guess. No time like the present. Yeah, cake and desserts, I'm in there. Oh yeah, they got so there's our tables lined up. Oh yeah. When you guys go inside this cabin, it looks like a tiny cabin, but when you go in there, there is quite a bit of space in here, and there even seems to be like additional bedrooms off to the side. Welcome to my humble abode. And you see, there's like an old, well, I guess um, the only one who might recognize it is Ronnie. You see like a gramophone over in the corner, and you see like it's it's playing a record, and there's this tinny sounding music coming from it, and he quickly scurries over there and uh, cranks it a few more times and it keeps going. Randolph, what is that weird machine they're using? I don't know. I got this from some people who were trying to travel to Arkham. I decided, that's mine. And so I took it. And I took their lives because whatever, they work for Dorm, doesn't matter to me. And it just plays the wildest music. What can you tell us about the wizard in Arkham? They're paranoid, super paranoid. Play that to your advantage. I would assume so. There? There's more than one? Well, them, they, she, her, I, I don't know who they are. I just, I've heard lots of words that they're paranoid. Okay, can you fit inside this bag of holding? There's no air in there. I'm afraid I would suffocate. How are you getting in out of Arkham? Rodan, stop trying to kill him. I'm not trying to kill... Okay, that's my first interaction with him. So I'm not trying to kill him. I'm just thinking that... <laughs> I'm just trying to shove him in my bag. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I can just... I think... No, I agree with Bordon. I think he should come with us. Okay, so no. <laughs> Let's leave them in here. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. this guy <laughs> clearly knows how to party. Yeah. yeah but that doesn't help us in I a like... stealth mission. No. How are, how are you getting in and out of Arkham? Well, I don't really go in there. I just talk to some people that go in and out. They used to let a lot of people in and out of there, like farmers, traders. It was a normalish town, but over time they became more and more exclusive on who they would let in. And it was, I heard, it was due to the wizard's paranoia. Do you have contacts that can get us in? Nope, they won't let any of my contacts in there anymore. I have a few contacts in Nesme, though, if you want a good place to stay. I still think Randolph should come with us. Nope. <laughs> like, he... Not even going in there for a minute. Okay, but, uh, I heard you like to party. And I think I, maybe we could, like, you know, I'm looking for an opening act. You clearly know a thing or two about music. And if I were to play this harp for you right now... <laughs> you have a harp? Well, I'm making a harp. He has every single instrument. Oh, you just destroyed my floor to make a harp. Wow. Who uh, who are your contacts in Nesme? Well, there is Sergeant Jefferson. He's one of the guard captains at the gate. Not a bad guy, a little bit grumpy, but he generally knows what's going on. He's a gnome. You'll see him. Pretty dour, long handlebar mustache. Maybe I can get him with his crew and uh, he closes one of the guards. We have to get to Nesme, right? 
Yes, it's half a day's journey. Oh, speaking of that, I have something for you. He hops on over to the four of you there, and he hands you each a marble horse figurine. These are your new horses! You'll be able to ride them for as long as you want, really, but if they die, then it takes uh, some time for them to come back. Are they, like, tiny horses? No, they're magic. Here, come outside. Yeah, no offense, but I would find this a little bit hard to ride right now, but all right, I'll humor you. So he takes you outside, Kalsar, and he sets it, uh, sets your figurine on the ground. He said, now say Firebrand. Firebrand. And suddenly, this large war horse just appears from there. It's this chestnut brown horse with this red mane, and it stomps its foot a few times. It has all the it has saddlebags on it, saddle like it's just geared and ready for battle. What's his name? His name is Firebrand. You each have one. I love you, Firebrand. So Emsies is known as Bloodmane. Bordons is known as Ironhide, and <laughs> Ronnie's is known as Artax. Ar- <laughs> wow. I'm renaming him. That's the name to summon him. Just okay, don't well, don't, don't take him to any swamps and just, you know. <laughs> oh, is that fucking uh, never-ending story yeah. reference? It's, it's oh, the God, horse that dies. <laughs> yeah, the horse that... That was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, was. Wait, no, wasn't the... Artax? Was it not, uh... I, I googled this. It was okay. Artax, yeah. I thought it was another name, but that, I thought Atreyu, but Atreyu's the kid. Atreyu. Atreyu's the kid, right? Yeah. Okay. Atreyu's the kid. Right, right, Falcorn's right. the dragon. And right. Artax is the horse. But, like, can we just can we just stop and talk about that, though? Like, that was fucked up. Yeah. Like, the horse had depression, and he died. Yeah. yeah, that part, and, uh, for whatever reason, the guy getting zapped by the gates, uh... <laughs> was really scary to me when I was a kid. That movie was fucked up. But it, you know, would watch it again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but Enzi, your horse is a, a reddish brown horse with a black mane. Bordon, you have a war pony. It's a, a gray <laughs> pony with a dark gray mane. And Ronnie, your horse is a white horse with a gray mane. Oh man, I'm so 3D printing a war horse now. And these horses, uh, if they die, then. They take 1d4 days to recharge to be able to use again. Do, uh, does it eat? No, it doesn't need to eat. Okay. If you break the figurine too, then it's game over. Yeah, if the figurine gets destroyed, it's gone. Okay. This is a way so you guys can get around wherever you want. This is, this is amazing, thank you. Of course, it, I felt like you should get something nice for doing such a dangerous mission, and they're like, I guess... I mean, that would be preferred. Let's go eat good food and listen to music. Let's do it. Alright. This guy, I'm done with this guy. It's okay. Let, let's do this. Or whatever. That's actually, it. it's a relaxing night. The food is all very good. There's nothing to worry about. And you guys can just relax. Is there anything you want to do while you're in this cabin? Anything you want to talk about? Anything like that? Well, I'm gonna, I gotta convince him to come with us. He refuses to come with you. Lucas, you, you have to give us at least a chance. Like, he would be extremely helpful. Like, opening doors and all of that. You know, he probably can climb a bunch. I got a 14. Is that enough? Oh, wait. Plus proficiency, right? Yeah. 17? 17? He probably can climb a bunch of stuff very well. I mean, if we are going to do that, I'm so going to... Um, Use what's it called? I should have made this guy named like Melvin, <laughs> and he was like a fucking boring officer. <laughs> Fuck me for making a fun guy. Hi, I'm Melvin, you made a th- and you can win my money. You're making a three-foot squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Evan. He got 19, so he's not going with you. I'm just kidding. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Ronnie, what do you say to try to convince Melvin? Not Melvin. Jesus. Hey. His name is Randolph. Melvin is someone else. <laughs> Melvin the Randolph. I, in our little wintros we have that I do, and I always pretend I'm bringing in someone from Battle Bards for music, I brought in someone named Melvin, and he talked like, hello, 
my name is Melvin. I am having such a good time with you, Wingover. That's I mean, to be fair, I also would have tried to convince that guy. <laughs> if he listens to this, if he listens to this show, he's we're just gonna lose him now. Okay, wait, what was his name? I forgot now because now I'm just thinking he is Melvin. Randolph. <laughs> Randolph. 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 You know, Randolph. I, yes? You know, I don't know if you play any any music, but I'm also looking for a manager. Oh wow. You know, managers get a bit of a cut Ooh. when they do a good job managing people. Yeah. So maybe I could bring you into this. No. You see, like, I'm clearly... <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, did he actually roll a 19? Yeah, he got a 15 uh, plus 4. You see, plus, Ronnie... Oh, fuck that plus 4. Get out of here. What You, you is... think that somebody who is, like, at least 8th level wouldn't be sitting with at least a plus 4? Oh, okay, I didn't know what level he was. Wait, wait, wait. I was going to use um, guidance on you. I don't want to go in Arkham. Well, I can try using... Are you going to try to charm him to come along with you, Mordon? No, I will use persuasion. Yeah. So I'll use guidance. And... Uh... Oh my god. Yeah, I got like 13. Okay. Nope. You, you really don't want to come with us. Like, it would be extremely helpful, and uh, it would make this mission a lot easier for everybody. I mean, let's be honest. If we fail, like, basically the entire world is doomed anyway, so maybe you should consider coming with us. Yeah, like, it's so small that it, it would probably be able to open, like, many doors for us. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty good at what I do, but at the same time... I am not a fighter, and I'm easily recognizable. They know me, so if I try to go over there, they'll be well aware. I'm, I'm gonna tell them that the last person that came with us has has disappeared. Died. Oh, oh God. And Ronnie didn't, the worst. Ronnie didn't pay him too well either. Oh God. So you so you probably shouldn't come with us. I don't want to. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. Like, he gave us horses. Thank you, MZ. <laughs> Thank you for being so honest and truthful. <laughs> Ronnie, you scare me. It, he scares all of us, honestly, Randolph. Yeah, we have no clue where the last guy went. He's he's missing. Well, that was not my fault. He wandered off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Sure. So is there anything else you guys like to do or talk about like while you're here? Is there anyone who else is what else is around here? Anyone else? Uh no, you're in you're literally in a cabin in the woods. So um not a lot of people. Mm. <laughs> I think we should eat and get some rest because we have yes. to get to Nesme. That would be best. Okay, I'm gonna work on those disguises then. Okay. Uh so you guys eat so much. And Ronnie, roll me a disguise check. And while you guys are eating, like the food's really good and you feel that you're just so relaxed, you are all at full hit points. If you had any penalties coming in, they're gone. I don't think you guys did, but it just, it helps you even, like you've been very tense. You've been very on edge, especially with the mansion with Imer Orlik. Yeah, that didn't go too well. No, it led to a lot of crazy stuff happening. And honestly, this night, it's just, it's okay. You're just listening to music. You're eating good food. You guys are chatting, you know, like just kind of hanging out. Okay. I mean, before Ronnie do anything, I just wanted to roll like guidance on him. Okay. Just use guidance. Okay. I got a 15. Well, the, and the disguise kit will also give you another plus two. So a 19 in total. So these, uh, so tell me. What does everyone's disguises look like, Ronnie? <laughs> uh, oh, no. You're trying to disguise them as uh, people that would be allowed into Arkham. So what do they look like? Am I? Or am uh, I using okay. this time to make a sweet backing band? <laughs> okay, what, what do they look like? Devo. In the Whippet video. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no, you're so oh, oh no! They look so ridiculous. What? <laughs> like, like the guys in all in yellow? I just, I'm, I'm just a. 
they're wearing black and they got like. Oh, you motherfucker! Yeah, I'm, I'm better. I'm gonna like send the a buckets picture. on their heads. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> why. That is what such is... a bad idea. No. In every way, form, and I don't know color. I mean, they won't recognize you. <laughs> I know they won't recognize us. They'll probably think you're a really weird mercenary group. Cause Wearing traffic cones, yeah. Well, they don't know what traffic cones are. <laughs> so the only one who does is Ronnie. Okay, uh... Alright, well, you don't have to wear those until you get out there, so... Thank God. Oh, man. This seems like a very bad idea. Yeah, it does. You guys drink, you eat... You're merry, and the morning comes round, and you guys get to eat like some more great breakfast foods. There's all sorts of stuff around here. You wake up, you each had your own room to sleep in, the beds were incredibly comfortable, and you just feel nice, you feel good, you feel like you just came back after like two weeks vacation. Well, yeah, this place feels good, right? The whole point of this place was to kind of rejuvenate people who've been on long missions. Definitely rejuvenated until I saw Ronnie's costume, so there, that went out the window. Is there some kind of magic in here? There is uh, definitely magic going on in here. We have not only a number of wards, but there's also a number of things to help relax and ease you, calm your emotions, and heal you. So if we ever get in trouble, we can just come back here and just, I don't know, heal ourselves and all that. Yeah, of course. Thank you. There's a number of these actually set up. There is one in Koromir, there's one closer to Waterdeep, and there's one near Baldur's Gate. That's pretty handy. Can, can you put them on this map? So, like, like, mark them on this map? Sure. So, he scurries on over and takes out, uh, like, a little pencil and just marks it in a few places. I, I, I'm just assuming that I have a map because I don't know if I have one. If you don't, he can give you one. It's totally fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess you guys are all ready for Nesme, so I wish you luck. Thank you, Randolph, for, Thank you. for everything. Well, come back if you ever need to just relax and rest. I, with everything that's been happening, I'm definitely going to need it. You have the easiest job of all of us. When I was in the city, I caused so much trouble, they actually put me out here. Uh. Okay, I mean, that's probably uh, Ronnie's destiny as well, so... Oh, it's great. If you're ever in one of these places, Ronnie, hit me up. Absolutely. All right. At least someone around here appreciates good music. Yeah, a three-foot-tall squirrel. I want to give him a copy of my... Uh, I'm pretty sure I still have a copy of my album on me somewhere. Oh, yeah, I should definitely. probably be giving him, yeah. It's like your mixtape kind of thing. Okay. Exactly. He has a record player, but I'm giving him a tape. Oh, nice. <laughs> he looks so, like, I'll try to figure out how to play this thing. Sounds great. Are you going to sign it for him? Please do. Ah, uh, Ronnie? Yeah, sure. I'm just going to make a big old squiggle. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and a star. I can make stars. Oh, nice. <laughs> so a squiggle and a star. That's the Ronnie yeah, signature. Looks like a... <laughs> Grade four girls uh, writing. <laughs> Use all my good gel pens. <laughs> I just like to think that, like, in the inside of Ronnie's pocket, he's got like three gel pens just waiting. <laughs> like, he's just waiting to sign things. <laughs> They're all the glittery, sparkly ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys have fun and, and best of luck with those horses. Thank you. Thank you, Randolph. So he sees you outside. All your horses, and you activate them, and they're all standing there just waiting for you to get on. Let's ride. Ride checks, everyone. And since these horses are very well trained, uh, everyone gets a plus two to riding them. I got 14. So mine is 21 in total. I got a 19. Oh, no, he's... Actually, this horse, it seems like it's... Uh, it kind of gets it that it has an amateur on its back sort of thing, and uh, it seems mm -hmm. to be compensating for it. Okay. 
you guys are all making really good time this area what it looks like is it first starts off as it's very heavily wooded and as you guys progress towards nesme the woods start to give way pretty quickly to more rocky and hilly lands think of it kind of like a little bit like the land around rohan in lord of the rings you guys are traveling out there and you see in the distance uh what you assume is nesme it looks like a small walled town it's not the biggest place you've ever seen, but these walls look heavily fortified. And I want everyone to make me a perception check. Lucas, just for reference, I do actually have Jack of All Trades, assuming that I don't lose it with becoming a Glamour Bard. I don't think you do, so that means that you get to apply... I got uh, your... I got 21. Nice. You get half your proficiency to everything you're not proficient in. I got 21 as well. 22. Damn. 11. Alright, so the only one who doesn't see it is Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie's just enjoying the breeze. You know, he's not falling off this horse, which is a first. Uh, so things are going well. And the three of you guys look over. And at first, you're looking over. It's kind of to the east. And you're like, oh, that kind of looks like a storm's coming. And then you realize that's not a storm. That is an actual cloud of inky darkness that's coming your way. Is that oblivion? Wait. Isn't Oblivion like a person? Isn't it like Noir? Does she have like the ability to become that? Uh, Noir became corrupted after she died her third time. I know, I know, no. I'm saying like, does she have the ability to actually become, I don't know, like a cloud? Or... You're not sure, though you were warned if you saw a cloud of darkness to get the hell out of there because it's more than likely her coming your way. Yeah. We need to get out of here. Now. I want everyone to make me another ride check to try to speed up your horses. Oh, yeah. 19. I got 16. Ha! <laughs> got a 5. 19. All of you guys, are you kick up your horses and things are going good. And uh, you see Ronnie is trying to get his horse to go faster. And then he's kind of, you see him slip in the saddle. And he's barely holding on to his horse. And his horse looks over at this darkness and just starts booking it. You guys see he's like barely holding on. He's glittering. I'm going to turn around and try to help him. Can I do that too? Yep. What should, what, what do I need to make a check for to help him? Uh, be another handle animal. Can I make like a dex or something to try and get back on my horse? Yep. If these guys both help you, then you can get advantage. I got a 12. Uh, 18. Alright, so Ronnie, you can get advantage from these two. Okay, 17. Alright, so these guys, they quickly turn their horses around and they manage to help you lift yourself back up onto the horse. And this cloud is even closer now. And you guys actually see these three hill giants... They start running out of the forest away from this cloud and you see they have tumors on them. One of them has like a third arm coming out of its stomach. Another one of them looks like its face is just melted off completely. And they all have these strange deformities all over them and it all clicks with every one of you. This area is where you remember in that vision when you first came to Faerun that band of knights that were riding with what looked like Chenille and Dan on the back of their horses when those mutated giants came at them. And you watch as this cloud of darkness goes over one of them and their body is just ripped to shreds. It's just tossed everywhere. It continues to come closer and closer. Because we really need to get out of here now. The city is coming more into focus and it looks like this cloud is going to come right at you. And suddenly, there's a moment within you, Kelsar. You feel this warmth that's coming from your chest. Normally when you feel this flame of Yagditha, it's, it's raw power. It's this brutal force. It's not evil, but it's just so strong. But this feels different. This doesn't feel like that same power. Just for a moment, Everything is going black for you. This cloud of darkness is slowly starting to go over all of you, and everything goes black. And suddenly you find yourself just standing there. You see your parents. 
they're not that normal, demonic, hateful version of them. Wow. They look like the two versions that were cleansed when you had gone through these dreams and your friends had helped you. Dad? And they're staring at you, and they look sad. What is this? Kelsar, you weren't just meant for the flames of Yagditha. What do you mean? What, what is this? Kelsar, we're giving you a choice. You can continue with Yagditha, and his power will help you end this. Or you can let us help give you your own path. The path that you were born into, that you were meant to have. But would I be strong enough to, to win? That would be up to you. And your mother holds out her hand, and there's this glowing white light. Your father holds out his hand, and there's this black shadow. And they put them together, and these two forces seem to be kind of roiling within each other. They hand it towards you, if letting you accept it if you want it. This What's going on? You're about to be swallowed by oblivion. We can help you, Kelsar. But Yagditha won't like it. I grab it. I grab for the hands. So you grab on. And you feel this sensation, and it hits right into the symbol on your left hand. You shouldn't have done that! Shut up! You're not... I'm not your slave! You were meant... You were meant to be my vessel. No. No, I'll fight you if I have to. Elsar, make me a caster check. I have 14 total. So you guys are just about to be swallowed by this. You see suddenly Kalsar just contorts in pain. It's not uh, even from the darkness yet because you guys don't feel <laughs> the pain yet. You see half of his face lights up in that bluish flame that you're used to. But in his left hand, you see this white light glowing and it starts building and building and building and he blasts it back. <laughs> and this darkness just suddenly howls. <laughs> and it quickly retreats backwards and you see it just flowing away. But Kelsar, you take 18 points of damage. <coughs> and your arm, it's not broken by any means or anything, but it's sore. And you guys quickly ride through the gates as there's a bunch of startled-looking guards quickly closing it behind you. And you guys see that a lot of the armor on Kelsar's left hand is just heated up and steaming. <sighs> What's that? What the hell happened, Kelsar? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I saw my parents, but they weren't, they weren't the parents that I know. And and then? I, they, 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 they were kind. They were, they, they weren't what I led to believe. Maybe. Isn't it like one of the many tricks that we have been through? I don't know, but this doesn't make sense, and it doesn't make sense that I, I have a lot of questions. But what? To continue, they they offered me a power to fight back Oblivion. But I would have to fight Yagditha. Uh like the god that's inside your, your head? I had to I had to fight his power to gain this. Uh okay, I mean before you do anything, I think you should just see if that's actually going to make any sense. Because this is not like just you know, like just a story. Where the hero just finds power inside of himself and now everything's gonna be okay, right? I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, just be careful. Because, like, I don't know, the, the, the way Igditha, the amount of power he has over you, like, it's insane. Oh, tr trust me, it didn't... He's still in me. I know. I just... I know. I mean, I, I know as in, like, I believe you, but... I'm just saying that, that, like, this mission is sort of crucial and we will eventually be in the middle of the, like, the enemy line. I'm just going to, I'm just saying that, just, just be careful, okay? I don't know what it says, I, I don't even think I have any of that, that blast. 
was all I had. I, I don't even think I have any of it in me anymore. I, I, I think I just have the like, defense power still. Can you, like, check it? Like, how, how would you know if Iditha still, like, it's probably within you, of course, but can you tame his power? It takes a lot of energy out of me. Huh. Like, it, this, this, this caused me physical pain. I can barely move my arm now. Yeah, talking about pain, do you need, like, uh, healing? On a scale of 67 to 1, I'm about a 49. Hmm, that's very precise. Okay, so I cast uh, healing on him. Okay. I'll just use one slot, like one level two slot for that. Okay. So you got 13 points back. Your arm feels so much better. His healing energy flows through. And Kelsar, while you're looking down at Bordon, Bordon's concentrated on you, you see his holy symbol doesn't have that crack in it anymore. My arm's still a bit numb, but... I really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. We should all be like in the the best shape for this mission. Yeah, we're good to need it. Yeah. So we rode right into the middle of this town. Yeah, there's a lot of guards that are just staring at you. Uh, you don't actually see many citizens though. It's still early day. There should be some people milling about. There's a lot of guards that are kind of looking back and forth and looking at you guys on these really fancy war horses. Any banners flying or crests that we recognize? You do see what you assume is the banner for Nesme, but what you assume is their banner is uh, flying near the near the gate. One thing you guys hear, and that Bordon recognizes, and it kind of shakes them a little bit is you hear these, this like brass, this heavy brass music and these drums that are going along with it. And Bordon, you recognize that as the funeral march for someone of Mons Regnum. Oh, can you guys hear that? Hear what? You guys can all hear this music. It's, to you guys, it sounds like a, like a steady, uh, almost like a, like how we hear like uh, Remembrance Day music, like that brass, like that just kind of haunting, carrying on. And it has this uh, steady drum marching with it. And Wardon seems to recognize it. Yeah, like back in Mon Regnum, that was like a funeral march. Sorry, where? Well, back at my kingdom. Kind of. We'll have to. So maybe the same thing here. You hear it coming in from further into the town. What do you want to do, Baroda? I think we should check that. I mean... I will get off my horse and put my... Put, turn it back into a figurine. Same. And wrap it up in a little cloth and put it in my bag. I assume all you guys are doing this? Yeah, for, yeah, <laughs> for sure. sure. But who has the bag of holding? You. I do? Ah, fuck, we forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it. You guys uh, take the, the horses and you turn them back into their miniature form and you hear this music coming in from deeper into the town of Nesme. Um, I'm going to be on alert and I guess I'm looking at Borodon for guidance since this seems to be something he recognizes. Some of the guards come up. Are you here for the funeral? What What's that thing following you? We have no idea. Like, we, we actually have an idea, but I, I really hope it's not what we think it is. Okay. Uh, well... We're definitely not ready to face that. If you're here for the funeral, it's just going on in the town square. It's whose funeral? Uh, it... He's kind of like a, a friend of the mayor of the town, but unfortunately he passed. Some weird robotic figure came out of nowhere, took him out... It was really unfortunate. He was a really nice guy. As as he's saying this, I'm just sort of looking up in the sky, but that dark cloud is gone now. There, that giant... Yeah. I don't know, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, it was like an inky cloud that was coming your way, but ever since Kelsar shot out that blast of white light, it, it it's gone. quickly fled. Okay. Well, I'll let you guys get back to it. Uh, we'll keep guarding the gate. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Was this a little gnome? 
Uh, no, he was a human. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we still have to look for Sergeant Jefferson, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, should we focus on this funeral for now? I don't. I mean, maybe it's somebody that was actually from Mon Regnum. But to be honest, I don't know if that would actually help us in any way. It would just, I don't know, probably quench my, my curiosity. I don't know. I mean, if you guys want to. If it's a song from your world and it's being played here, though. It's, it's a funeral march, right? So maybe they just have like similar things in here, but I'm curious if it... We could do that, but afterwards I wanna I wanna see if anyone knows anything about the silver shield. Sure. I have questions that they have to answer. So you guys head on down to the town square then? Mm-hmm. So as you get closer to this town square, you see there's more people. It seems this is where everybody's gathered. And you watch as you get closer there is a number of people. They're carrying what looks to be kind of like a, a coffin. And Bordon, you know, it was this is lining up with all the tradition of your people. You know when there was a warrior who died and they couldn't be brought back home, they would burn the body and they would take the ash and the metal and they would put it in a box to bring it back home so that they could be put back in the mountain. Mm-hmm. And you see they're lowering a body that's been wrapped up in a number of fine cloths onto this large pile of wood and you look up there's an old dwarven woman she looks very sad she's standing near this young elven woman who you recognize both of these people from your vision and you see Dan standing beside them as well as Chenille they all look very sad as they're watching this fire slowly begin to burn and Bordon, you take a look at this older dwarven woman's arms, and they are solid gold, just like yours. Do I know her? If your memory serves you right, and if these visions aren't lying to you, you believe you see your sister Yolanda standing there with Amelia, Dan, and Chenille. on quite an interesting note. I do love Randolph, though. He's such a fun person to hang out with. He's a, oh, a great person to play drinking games with. He has some of the craziest ones, but, you know, that that's old Randolph for you. So, uh, as travelers, I hope you enjoy that tale. There's so much leading up, you know. You're just like, ooh, what's being brought in next? Whose story is going to be unlocked more? Ooh, what are we figuring out over here? What's in Nesme? It's just, it's so exciting. That's what I really love. But thanks for popping by, travelers, and giving us a listen. This has been a lot of fun. And remember, you can always hop on down to the old Itunes or Stitcher and give us a review because they help us a lot. And uh, if you ever feel like hopping on to the old Patreon and tossing wing over a few gold coins, it leads us to some amazing things. Right now, we are actually looking at starting up a second show if we hit a certain goal, so if you're interested in that, it's, uh, we got some pretty neat ideas from a land called Loch Rilta. It's a, it'll be an interesting one. It's a world that's set far away from everything else. It was set as a last bastion of defense against the Far Realms, and much ancient technology sits there, and many different races that have forgotten what all this is for, and these strange beings are attacking their world. It's pretty cool, though. You should definitely, uh, maybe think about that. And remember, hop on over to Easy Dice Roller if you feel like grabbing yourself something nifty. Use the promo code BALLAD7DICE and get 10% off your entire order. Now that's fancy. Alright, travelers, I must be off. I bid you all adieu. In a world.
adventure awaits and danger lurks around every corner. An unlikely group of friends find themselves on the path to becoming heroes. But school will only get them halfway. Merlin, the human warlock barber guy. Oh god, no, I gotta buff his butt! No! Can I refuse business? Ubo, the turtle artificer. Well, it doesn't work yet, but uh, I'm working on it. Ultrex, the discarded warforged paladin. I don't eat or sleep or wear clothes, so I just sit in the corner and wait. And Clyde, the Goliath barbarian in skinny jeans. They're called skinny pelts, okay? Find us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast by searching for Halfway to Heroes.